Folks, here we go. Time for the General Knowledge Podcast Season 4, Episode 11. Uh, big shout out to the Patreon members. Thanks for joining us for this one. Um, if you'd like to get on board with the Patreon show, folks, just click on the links in the description. Have a look down. You'll uh, you'll see all the links there to join up. Even if you want to just join for a month and then listen to everything, binge it and delete it. I don't care, but just get on board a little bit. It'll, every little bit helps. Likewise, over at TOTT News, make sure you join up over there, of course, with Ethan. Some good member content, always getting pumped out there as well as the usual articles. Um, he's, of course, joined with me here. we got Ethan Nash from TOTT News, brother. How you going, man? Good, brother. Good to be here. Uh, we don't have rain in the background anymore, and I'm sure we'll get into <laughs> having a chat about that. But it's nice to have some peace of mind for an episode for once. Oh, it's big time. It's been almost a month since all of this weather, especially in southeast Queensland, stopped. So... And here we are again, it just never ends, as we were saying off-air, so I look forward to having a chat about the never-ending circus, mate. It continues to just roll on. Oh, big time. It absolutely does. And yeah, you're right, man. Like, since it's, it has, it's been about a month of just insane kind of weather, you know. Um, the the recent, the last two weeks or two and a half weeks was really bad, of course, for the for the southeast Queensland where, where we are. I mean, you would have noticed flooding around your joint, most likely. Um of course then it moved you saw that massive system hanging off the coast and then it it hit us so everyone who obviously listened to the last show um which we did with our guest from uh, from the uk john o'looney um yeah that that show's done really well we're over five thousand downloads in that last two week period which is really cool um people would have heard as i was talking because i've got a freaking tin roof above me <laughs> Just echoing while I'm trying to freaking talk to him, and he's like, oh, "I'm getting a bit of an echo here." I'm like, "Sorry, man." You know, that <laughs> was to, the best part. <laughs> I had to mute myself. Eh? It was so fucking loud here, and I'm lucky I've got these on because if if I had sound coming from the computer, I wouldn't have been able to hear shit. It's so honestly in our lounge room. If we watch, we can't watch TV when it rains or when there's a storm. You literally cannot watch it. Yeah, It'll be on max volume, hundred level, you know, and you're sitting there like this trying to hear it because it's just tin roof. Oh, so annoying. Anyway. <laughs> but since then, of course, um, in that last little period there, um, the the podcast has been going great guns. Uh, over 100,000 downloads now since we've been um, doing, the, uh, doing the show. So an awesome milestone for us. 100,000 uh, people or downloads. Awesome. You, know, hope, you know, people are listening. They're spreading it. I've noticed. You know, I went back and actually listened to, um, which I'll talk about shortly, 
one of the episodes from season two. So two seasons ago, uh, season two, episode six, I was listening to, and it, there was like 700 downloads. I'm like going, man, back then we would have thought that was good. And now I'm like, we're doing about 5,000 episode uh, downloads an episode averaging roughly. And, uh, you know, I kind of look at back those and I'm thinking, man, people need to go back and listen to the back catalogue of shows we did because we had some fucking good shows, you know, like we were, we were on the money yeah. with, with some of this stuff and, and I'm going to key everyone in very shortly onto one of the ones in particular, but man, we had some good shows back in the day, you know, we were, and of course there was no Corona stuff, it, to, to, you know, that only happened since what, uh, late 2019, early 2020, when we really started, excuse me, doing shows and all that sort of stuff. So prior to that, we were just talking about everything else that was happening in the world. Uh, and it was good. There was some really some good content we were pumping out back there. So I encourage everyone to just go back. If you've listened to it and if you're kind of waiting for us to bring out a new show and you're, you know, you're, you're like, what can I listen to next? Man, flick through the back catalogue. There some, there's some good stuff out there. Um, yeah. Yeah, get on board. I agree, folks. mate. Mm. I agree. I completely agree. And as you mentioned, we started in late 2018, so a year before coronavirus was even thought of, at least with Event 201. Mm. We still had a few more months to go before it was introduced to the world after that. But <laughs> yeah. we've, we were talking about that. And even back in the day, mate, you were a guest when we were doing the Australian Roundtable podcast regularly in 2014 yeah, right. yeah. to 15 and 16. And... Like, for example, uh, Morgan C. Jonas, and a lot of people might know, he messaged the other day, and he was a listener of ARP back then. Oh, and he was he? That's awesome. Yeah, and he... Um, he's down now in he's a big, Yeah, down in Melbourne. He's yeah. a big personality, obviously, down there. Mm. But he was he messaged, and he was just obviously trying to get in contact with John just because he was saying, I remember a chat that you had about the China Free Trade Agreement back then, Chafter. And how a lot of that has come true all of these years later. And I'd like to speak to you guys about that and get your thoughts on how that's sort of manifested all of these free trade agreements. Mm. So massive back catalogue. And I'm so grateful that so many people are either awakening up or discovering or finding value in our work. And definitely there's a whole back catalogue there for you to, to go and explore for sure. Yeah. And it's all. All great stuff. Yeah, and not, and that's what we're saying. So not just the general knowledge podcast. Um, there was, like you said, the the ARP, the Australian Roundtable podcast. Which um, I'm pretty. Are they they still on YouTube? Those ones, or where are they? Yeah, yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah, they're they? still yeah. still on YouTube. All available. Well, there. Let me just make a note so we can at least chuck a link in. Uh, ARP shows. Cool. So that way people can flick through some of those ones. Um, yeah, and there's, you know, even even over at the Craz Files, you know, gee, back in the day, Craz, he's been doing podcasting for forever. Back when I was with him and Mick Raven at Conspiracy Odds, you know, I mean, we've been doing podcasts and shows and things for such a long time here. Um, so I encourage everyone to go back and kind of listen to all that shit that was happening back in the day and, and what we were talking about back then because it's a lot of it's a lot of it's relevant. You sort of think, holy shit, look where we are now. And what we talked about back then... Is, is rolled out here it is we're living it you know all that sort of stuff it's crazy that's it mate and and remember we had um a listener who um found an old gem back in an early general knowledge podcast where we were talking about the depopulation, depopulation. agenda <laughs> you know so if you're a listener and you go back you we don't remember everything that was spoken on the last four seasons on every episode you might find some gem that you can cut out and, and we'll share that you know that has said look how this has come true and australians were already talking about this you know just trying to paint the picture because that's all all what we've always tried to do 
while we've been here is just try to be that voice that tries to get information out to people. Mm. And yeah, big shout out to Nige. Nige was uh, one of the ones that found that clip back in the day. And uh, uh, he's also, folks, Nige is the guy who's responsible for putting together the uh, intro-outro song for this season's episode two. I hope everyone enjoys that song. I fucking do. I love that shit. <laughs> but I'm a bit, of a, good. a bit of a rock fan. You see, you're, you're more of the hip-hoppy kind of stuff, which I, I, I do like. There's some good songs with the hip-hop stuff, you know. And rap yep. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, there's some good stuff out there, actually. Uh, actually, we should mention Andy's not here at the moment. We we were arranged to be on with Big Ando. Um, he's not here with us for this episode at the moment. He may join halfway through, but if he gets in, he gets in. Um, he's been up and about, flying around, strafing uh, people. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, mate, I told you. I... <laughs> Practicing his uh, emergency landings. Uh, yeah. I told you to watch him, mate, up there. He's, <laughs> is he heading towards uh, the One World Trade Center right now? <laughs> Hopefully is Canberra. standing down? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's Norad standing down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, did you notice the shirt? We've got the old 11-11 tonight. Oh, yes, hey. I love it. I didn't see that. <laughs> oh, awesome. All righty. Um, well, folks, yeah, like we mentioned just before, the reason why I actually bring it up as well Season 2, episode 6, 1 hour, 13 minutes and 45 seconds in, alright, I'm going to paste the clip from that right now in this show so you can hear it. Yeah, that could be the next thing that drives them off the land, you know, we've, we've burnt them out, now let's flood them out. <laughs> You'll hear this quote, that could be the next thing that drives them off the land, we burn them out, now let's flood them out. Well... Prophetic words, Ethan. Um, way back then, we were talking about the Australian bushfires and the Clara Connection. That was the show, episode six of season two. Uh, quite a big one. We did a bit of um, theorizing, a bit of hypothesizing. And, um, mate, I think we're uh, a little bit on the money with that one because, well, where do we? Two years later now, and uh, look at what we've seen. We've now seen the exact same... Well, pretty much the exact same devastation happening in certain areas along the proposed high-speed rail and smart city network that's um, forecast for... Well, it's, I reckon they're going to try and have a lot of it at least underway by 2030 anyway um, on the eastern seaboard uh, of, of Australia, folks. So that's, that's what they're planning. They're planning this big technocratic grid, the high-speed rail network, smart cities all along that... Um, you know, well, I think there's about six or seven of them. Correct me if I'm wrong there, mate. But uh, yeah, that's what we were talking about back then. And we were, and if you looked again back at the day where those bushfires were happening in just no, it November, December 2019, I think it was. Yeah, devastation all the way along from just just below the border, happening all down the eastern seaboard, and they fit almost identically where these proposed high-speed rail networks are supposed to be and the smart cities which they are going to connect them all with. Uh, again, like I said, fast forward. Here we are right now in uh, 2022 and we have had massive flooding along certain areas of the east seaboard here in Australia again. And uh, I, I, we couldn't help but make those connections once again, could we, brother? Seriously. 
Well, it's a strange coincidence, isn't it, mate, <laughs> that uh, we have bushfires the end of 2019, and that's still the aftermath was going into January, February of 2020. Yeah, that was where, still ongoing. And where's the money? Where's the money? We'll get onto that shortly, but where's the money? <laughs> yeah. Where did the money go? All of a sudden, worldwide pandemic, mm. and the moment that things start to ease up and we start to go into some sense of so-called normality, we experience another natural disaster, which happens to be floods, mm -hmm. which, as you mentioned uh, on a previous podcast, mate, you made that premise. Will they have floods in the future? And we know that geoengineering was involved back then, as we spoke about on that episode mm -hmm. and, and pondered as part of the so-called smart city conspiracy. And we are conspiracy theorists, General. The Australian Associated Press said so back then. That's right. Called, you were getting pinged for it back then too and that we talked about on that show. <laughs> that's it, mate. Where TOTT News was uh, attacked by uh, the Associated Australian Press. Associated Press yeah. and the reason why that smart cities were not connected to Agenda 2030 is because, in their opinion, Agenda 2030 is not mentioned, or smart cities rather, is not mentioned anywhere in the Agenda 2030 plan. That was their conclusion. Meanwhile, we were showing that Australia building smart cities was our direct obligation to fulfill sustainable development goal 11, which is to do with sustainable environments and, and cities. So we were fulfilling it, well, at the same time, the Australian Associated Press fact-checkers were questioning everyone, and not just that, the mainstream media as well. If you, if anyone wants to Google Australian bushfire conspiracy and actually use Google, the controlled one, to get the controlled results, have a look at what pops up. Have a look at all of the mainstream media articles that were going back then. What were they so afraid of? Could have this have been something to do? And we'll get into having a chat about the floods now and how they connect, mate. But another mm. strange coincidence just to appear just a couple of years later. Yeah, don't you just love all the... I tell you what, there is a pandemic of coincidences, Ethan. <laughs> That's... Isn't there really? <laughs> there is an absolute pandemic of coincidences, not just related to the vaccines. I mean, come on, we all know what's happening there. Um, but look, yeah, it, it's just... It... <sighs> It does my head in that people don't make these connections. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's to me, it's obvious. And I know, yes, we don't have the the in writing, the 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 piece of paper that says this person signed off on this. This is going to happen by this date. We don't have that sitting in front of us. We we almost could have with some of the the shit we've been able to find. We don't have that. So of course we've got to try and make some of our own connections and and put it out there for people to ponder um, what we think is probably most likely going to happen. But fuck me, man. You cannot help but make those connections, honestly. Well, who benefits, you know? That's Kibono, always the big question. Yeah. know who benefits and who, when you follow the money trail, where does that lead? You know, there is, uh, there's always those questions to ask and, and journalists don't ask those questions within the modern age anymore. They're just completely uh, subservient to a corporate agenda yeah, and control. that's just the way that things go now. But when you follow the um the money and the questions we explored clara's plan how it would be the largest infrastructure program within history bigger than the mbn rollout if they were to develop a, a high-speed rail line with eight smart cities connected between sydney to melbourne and what a better way than to buy up all the land and to cause devastation than to do that and that's what we pondered at the time and now 
during the flood examination, not only have the most resilient communities in the northern regions been affected, northern New South Wales above Sydney, but we can see that uh, examining the areas that were affected within the Clara zone, there's a lot of issues going on with land and automated farming and people being driven out and thousands still being displaced from their homes. We can see that evidence. And mm. I think it's just asking these questions doesn't make you a conspiracy theorist. It makes for a healthy and open democracy, in my opinion. Yeah. And so let's just take a look back a little bit, because, again, we've probably got some listeners on board right now who may not have listened to season two, episode six. Again, I encourage everyone to go back and just listen to some of those earlier episodes when we were started to talk about this back when the, the bush, Australian bushfires were on. So what we were talking about then was Clara, which is the Consolidated Land and Rail Australia. It's a conglomerate of various corporations um, and government uh, that are basically trying to spearhead the push for this Agenda 2030, the Sustainable Development Goals, like Ethan mentioned, goal number was it 11, wasn't it, on the list? Um, and so, you know, they've got they're going to need someone to do that, obviously. So this company has come on board. They're the ones who are going to try and organise all this. They've come up with plans. They've put it their own videos at the beginning of that actual episode. Season 2, Episode 6, I played a video from one of their um, presentations and you, you can hear the gentleman in the video talking about how this is their goal. This is what they want to set up. They want these little smart cities. They want all this, this control grid and all that sort of stuff. Um, so that's what we were on about back then. Of course, the Australian bushfires, like I mentioned earlier, just so happened to be along the same areas of this. So what's the connection? Well, I said the, the theory uh, back then was, folks, was that if this company or the government was to go in to all of the privately owned land or all the people who own land and farms or whatever, houses, you know, all of these areas where they want to put this train line, they would cost them an absolute fortune. Even if they were going to pay bottom dollar, you know, the lowest market price they could get, it would cost this company an absolute fortune to buy up all that land to put this rail system and these smart cities developments in these areas. It would cost them a fortune. They couldn't do it. You cannot do that. No one has the money to do that. You know what I mean? Well, they, maybe they do, but they don't want to spend it. They're going to do it the cheapest and easiest way possible. So again, we theorize that, you know, we had in the lead up to those bushfires, Ethan, we had a lot of geoengineering happening. We had chemtrailing constantly over all these areas. There's people who supplied footage of that sort of thing happening. Um, we had, uh, what was it? Some of the, the, the Greens policies saying that they couldn't, Backburn. They couldn't clear the fuel loads on the ground. So all the dry tinder and everything that was there, they couldn't do um, what's the, the clearing between properties, you know, to, to make those fire bridges or whatever you call it. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like they can't, so the fire won't spread from area to area. Yep. Yep, yep. Um, so they weren't allowed to do that. Farmers and people who are property owners weren't allowed to clear all this land so that the fire couldn't spread and take down properties. They weren't allowed to do that. There's a reason... <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why they said they couldn't do that because they wanted it to fucking burn, didn't they? They wanted these people out of the way. These people are all in the way. They can't sit there and buy, you know, and buy up every property they want and make everyone rich and they can go and move somewhere else. No, no, no. They're going to get rid of them because then what happens if they burn these people out? They have fires, and we talked about the setting of the fires too. Do you remember how we talked about how there were even some members of the royal? Um, uh, it, like the SES Fire Brigade, all that sort of stuff, rural fire services, 
setting fires. They were caught setting yep. fires in certain areas. Arsonists. Correct. Yeah. And you could, you cannot have... People need to un, un, understand, uh, especially for those overseas listening, the eastern seaboard of Australia is a massive amount of land. I mean, Australia is almost the same size as the continental United States. We are, we're a big fucking country. And if you're going to try and set fires halfway down along, down to the bottom area there, that doesn't happen naturally by a few lightning strikes and things like this. These things must be independently and purposefully lit to... to burn out certain areas they don't just spread from one one part of you know bottom part of you know, half uh, up, halfway up New South Wales all the way down into Canberra and Victoria and all that sort of stuff it doesn't just do that by itself they have to be lit um, so that and was, the conditions and the conditions were a big discussion as well you know the role of geoengineering in, in no causing yeah. no rain ensuring that there was weird weather patterns which Channel 7 were even talking about there's weird metallic or plastic chaff in the air don't worry oh, about right. it yeah. in October of 2019 these are just military exercises that are happening over Queensland yep. now we know the role that this has in, with geoengineering and we know the role that this plays with soil and everything like that it's one of the main things that has caused the australian drought for so long mm -hmm. even though we purchased rain making technology queensland <laughs> did from the thai government mm -hmm. in 2010 which anyone can just google that that's still available on uh, mainstream press articles mm -hmm. we purchased 30-year rain making technology china has expanded their admitted open weather geoengineering program we've had uh, Robert D on the show, mate, talking about the Paris Agreement and the incorporation of geoengineering into that. Correct. It's not a conspiracy theory. They know how to manipulate the weather, and this is what the suspicions were at the time. Now, one of the things that has been very well known with Australian weather manipulation is Hydro-Tasmania in 2016 and their coronial inquiry inquest that they had to appear for because they were doing cloud seeding right before the 2016 floods. Now, we fast forward to two years, two and a half years later, and there's mass floods in these same areas that ask anyone that was in these areas, every single person I've spoken to or has sent a message has said that these are things that they've never seen on the ground. This was not natural. The yep. rain was just completely acting in a way that they've never seen yeah. before. It wasn't just regular and storms rolling through. It was, yeah. Exactly. Lot, and this was that. what was seen in Tasmania. So this stuff is, is known in the past. These discussions have been ongoing. Mm. And once you really build that knowledge base, it's, it's really easy to see how these connections could possibly go, go together. Yeah. And I know people are going to say, well... So why would they do that? Why would they just flood all these areas? Why, you know, how can they do that? How can they just cost all this devastation and, you know, people's lives? And, you know, surely there's no one, you know, organizing all this and blah, blah, blah. Well, there, there are. There are governmental departments that actually do sign off on this, that, that do say, well, we need more rain in these areas. And who knows where the order comes from? Who knows? I'm not sure. I couldn't tell you that. Maybe there, there could be a paper trail for that one, you know, that could warrant further investigation there because there's got to be. Governments just, you know, government departments who organise these sort of things don't just do it because they have a paper trail that leads to somewhere. Yep, and um, they're just following orders as well. Of course, you know, that's you, right. You could go up to some of these, the Jindalee operational um, net radar network, you could just go Drawing, up to these yeah. things like you can with HARP and stuff, but the old mate at the gate or old mate operating the machines doesn't really know what he's doing. He's just going, as you said, from signed-off papers and he's playing his role in a greater cog 
in the machine and mm-hmm. they believe that they're doing things for mainly environmental purposes. That's what geoengineering is becoming normalised for, mm-hmm. to help with climate change, mate. And what has Channel 9 said? And, and they put up this photo the other day. Should Australia take more action on climate change? And it had a photo of the bushfires and a photo of the floods. Yeah, there you go. All climate change, they, mate. They've got their scapegoat already organised. They can easily just go, oh, it's because of climate change. We didn't, you know, we have nothing to do with it. It's all climate change. Oh, well. And here's the thing. I'm not denying man-made climate change. The climate is changing due to things that are man-made, and I yeah, think we should yeah, be against a, that. <laughs> there's a caveat there, isn't there? It's like we don't sit here and say, "Oh, you know, we we believe in anthropogenic, you know, global warming or climate change because of people just living their everyday lives." No, 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 no. We believe in the climate change that is happening at the very uh, fingertips of the uh, of the governments and the. Uh, who knows, the, the black operations or military, whatever it is, they're the ones that are actually manipulating the weather. And let me just quickly search it up. I'm pretty sure one of the earlier ones, if you Google, let me just, well, not Google, search engine, using DuckDuckGo, which is, uh, I'm going to have to stop using that one soon. should be DuckDuckNo soon enough. Now forbidden. Yeah, I'll have to change my search engine. I haven't done that yet. Uh... Yeah, so one of the earlier ones back in the day was called Operation Popeye. Uh, that was one of the very early um, U.S. military-run uh, weather manipulation programs. So this this stuff happens. They did that during the Vietnam War. Um, so we know that they have the ability to, to make a ton of rain when they want it, and pretty much pretty much where they want it as well. And I believe we've seen the results of that once again. We've seen the results of weather manipulation in terms of driving away um, cloud cover, driving away any any form of moisture and, and precipitation in the skies, um, showering the areas with heavy metals, things like aluminium, which is in the chaff as well that the military had used. That stuff settles down on the on on rural bushland. It becomes an absolute accelerant. You know what I mean? This stuff, when it is ignited, um, yeah. Even the the, the fireys who were fighting these things were saying back in the day in 2019 and stuff, saying this is some of the the most incredible fire out of control blazes they've ever seen. They've never seen fire like that before. You know what I mean? Because it was we had fuel added to it basically. So all all sorry go. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was going to say that a lot of firefighters got in touch with TOTT News after Australian bushfires, a smart city conspiracy was posted. The the big feature piece that we did, which went sort of semi-viral, still one of the largest pieces we've done, because the larger international community had seen the exact same thing happen with their California wildfires and plans for high-speed rail lines. So this isn't just happening in Australia, it's happening all across the world. And... These are the operations that go into it. Australian bush. I'm going to just link that one now so that it's in the show notes as well. Uh, yeah, there we go. Australian bushfires, a smart city conspiracy back on December 5, 2019. So this is how long ago we've been talking about this stuff, folks. We have been on the fucking ball for for, for years now. Um, and we ask these questions. We, we make these connections. And, um, I mean, sure enough, pump someone could come along and say, no, it's all... It's conspiracy. Uh, it's you know, there's no facts. There's nothing to tie it all in together. Well, we're not going to believe that though. I mean, the, the evidence is there for me, anyway. 
Well, here's some discussion. I've posted a recent video, um, Feast of Famine. Yeah, so this is the one I wanted to discuss as well. I've yeah, that mass floods. Is that, can I just double check, is that yep. purely for members only or can I link to that as well? No, that's uh, on YouTube, available okay, on yeah, YouTube. Cool. Right, I'll definitely link that one as well. To have for a look. Yep. Yeah, make sure to have a check and, and have a look and check out. Um, obviously, we've done member discussions throughout the month of February and stuff prior to all of these pieces, you know, about weather manipulation and stuff. So I don't talk about weather manipulation per se. I just talk about the Australian high-speed rail vision to remind people of this uh, theory that has been... As we said in the in the work since December of 2019, and just to remind people that this is how this could be related. And in this video, I go through it. And if people want to call us conspiracy theorists, mate, then they can just uh, wait and see the results. And one of the things that I talk about in this video is the fact that Labor have said that their first priority is for a high-speed rail line if they are elected at the upcoming federal election in a few months. This yep. is what was said back in January of 2022 by Anthony Albanese. That's right. So what, is this just a coincidence? They've established the High Speed Rail Authority, which will come in and develop a high-speed rail line, and just a few months before the election, all of these areas, like Lismore, which is a key area, I go through the map in this video, Lismore was a key area. It's now underwater. They wanted to develop that into a smart city. Other locations like Sydney and Newcastle along the map are developing into smart cities. This has been an ongoing process. Even stops along the line like Wagga Wagga. Uh, stops like Albury. Are you There's, seeing my screen, by the way? Yeah, I can yeah, see that yeah, on cool. the just, screen just there. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, here we go. So... If you're, a, if you're a, on the Patreon right now, you can see that's the bushfire path there that General's got on the screen, which I'm sort of recapping people on and, and sort of the similarities between it there and just taking people through the history and, and looking back because we left off um, in May of 2020, I believe, and it was Labor saying and Scott Morrison saying that high-speed rail will be on the agenda as a solution to COVID-19 to re-kickstart the economy. So this is all finished now, apparently. And or is this just a coincidence that now high-speed rail is on Labor's agenda as an economic booster, just as they said the last time we left it off with that article right there on your screen? That was the last piece that I put up. As soon as COVID's over, it's going to be an economic Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. And here we are again, mate. And just floods to top it all off. Yeah, that's right. And those floods, like we were talking about, happened in these... Probably, uh, you know, it could have very well happened in the areas maybe they wanted to get started in first. I mean, the, maybe they were target zones. Shepparton, Lismore, you know, these areas. Uh, and we were talking about, uh, in that previous episode we did, Season 2, Episode 6... Well, what about people who have, you know, insurance and stuff? Um, you know, maybe they'll get paid out or or maybe they just can't, they just won't reinsure them. Maybe the insurance companies will come along and say, well, I'm sorry, we won't let you rebuild here. Or there was you know, zoning changes happening. So the local government areas, local council areas were saying, well, no, you can't actually rebuild here anymore. We've, we've rezoned it. It's now a flood zone. And if you want to build here, it's going to cost you, you know, 
a million dollars or whatever, you know, it'll cost you a lot more money or we just won't sign it off on it and you have to leave now. Um, and what did I send to you boys uh, in the in our little podcast chat? Um, let me just quickly scroll up and find it here. Here we go. So the Daily Mail put out uh, an article, 3rd of March, 2022. Do not rebuild. Shock advice to flood victims as they are told they must face reality and leave their homes forever. Um, so there we go. They, they've been told they can't rebuild. You've got all these areas now designated for the smart city network, the smart city rail. Here we go. Lismore right there. Uh, was it this one or this one? One of them, this one here? Yeah, so on the screen there's just a comparison. That's the New South Wales flood zones yep. on the right. And the second uh, dot is Lismore underwater there. I just went on Google Maps and found that and compared it to the zoomed-in train line and... Mm -hmm. Seems very familiar, doesn't it? Yep, that's the area they're looking at. So that's what we're talking about, folks. Um, <clears throat> if anyone had seen the footage, um, let me just stop sharing there for a second. All right. So if anyone had actually seen the 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 footage, which I'm sure it had went viral around the world, you know, all the floods and stuff, people taking video footage driving their jet skis around with um, traffic lights right next to them you know that's how that's how deep underwater this whole town was so they're of course not you know they're going to struggle to let people rebuild in these areas i mean but lismore isn't a small town ethan so this is one thing that's kind of playing on my mind a little bit yes this is a dead one of the areas where they want to build this high-speed rail and turn it into a smart city blah 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 but can can they get away with saying to all the residents in this town say none of you can rebuild here like the town of Lismore is now no longer you know what I mean like what do they do they can't surely they can't just tell everyone to leave because people are still there you know they're still clearing out their homes they're still you know maybe they're just going to risk it and say well we can't afford the insurance because from what I'm hearing even up here in Brisbane um, it's a, some of the areas I've been heard I've heard around sort of Rockley you know around that area there the insurance companies are saying well it's a minimum 20 grand now for your insurance to, to include flood damage in these areas if you want to stay there um, so are they going to risk it and just not have insurance and maybe they'll need to do another event <laughs> to be the final death knell one more the third time lucky you know <laughs> well that's the thing mate it, it we suspected back then it could even be annual things we've discussed how covid would integrate with the climate hysteria push towards agenda 2030 for all we know they could have annual events to keep doing this to people to decimate their will keep blaming it on climate change then because we've just had covid lockdowns for so long we start having climate lockdowns this could all morph into something that manifests completely by 2030 which is still a fair it's still eight years away mm. we've got to remember so it's not that things might be achieved right now but this is definitely what they're wanting to achieve and newcastle has been turned into one sydney uh, Darwin, all of these locations have been turned into smart cities. It's just getting that infrastructure. And it's funny, mate, how, uh, how now they're driving up the cost of fuel to fit into the driverless vehicle agenda. Get everyone off their cars. And how are people going to get to work? Well, we've got these brand new trains that we can build to deal with this crisis of mm. fuel that no one can afford. Where no one can, we all can't fit on these already built trains that we've got. Why don't we? all put our commonwealth money into finally getting that kick started yeah. and 
if Labor get elected, that's what they said they're going to do. And it, it really comes down to the question, do you really think, even if you don't believe politics is real, do you really think, mate, Scotty is still going to be our Prime Minister after the election? Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, it'd be a, it's a tough thing for me to see, even though I don't believe in politics. It's like, I think his time's up. He's already had one miracle win, mm. you know, and I don't see a political upheaval by you know independence and all that type of stuff we might get a, a big dent potentially where it's it's a three-way sort of parliament and makes it harder for things to get through but who knows mm. i don't see that scott morrison's going to be there and there's a good chance that people are going to go with labor which feeds in again to agenda 2030 and all of their cultural marxist uh policies that they have yeah absolutely and you you kind of you know i know you mentioned scomo there as well and um, I just wanted to, to bring just a bit of humour to uh, to the conversation. So, someone sent this to me recently, <clears throat> and you'd almost put Scomo's name uh, next to every one of these attributes. But here we go: nicknames for workmates in Australia. The wicket keeper puts on gloves and stands back. Harvey Norman, three years, no interest. Sensolite. <laughs> <laughs> Only works if someone's walking past. <laughs> Noodles thinks all jobs take two minutes. <laughs> the blister appears when the hard work is done. <laughs> Showbag full of shit. <laughs> Lantern not very bright. It has to be carried. That's probably more uh, scomo there. The deck chair always unfolds under. Oh, sorry, always folds under pressure. Uh, Perth. Three hours behind everyone else. G spot. You can never find him. That's probably Scomo because he's always pissing off somewhere. <laughs> uh, the bush ranger holds everyone up. The wheelbarrow only works when he's being pushed. Limo carries about eight people, so he's definitely not a limo. Cordless charges all night, but only works for two hours. So there's some uh, bit of humour for everyone there. I'm sure everyone listening knows someone they've worked with one of those attributes there, but. I think ScoMo fits the bill on a few of those. But anyway, just sort of uh, inject a little bit of humour for the podcast there, mate. But yeah, um, so back on uh, on the agenda here, mate. So th- again, this is why we we um, we wanted to bring this up once again. Just to recap, back in the day, fire pushed a lot of people off the land, told them they couldn't get insurance, blah blah blah. That did happen. We know that happened. Now we've got the floods. Uh, just recently, of course, devast- absolute devastation. I mean, I, I, my heart goes out to these people. These, uh, even even all around Brisbane, I'm dr- driving around doing jobs, Ethan. Man, you should see it. It is, it's bad, man. I don't know if you've been, if you've had a, a drive around, I mean, a, 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 caught the bus around yeah. or whatever. Have you seen some of it? It's, it's fucking yeah, bad. Yeah, man. Right? It mm. looks pretty bad. Yeah. Yep. Like there's still, it's... there is still just streets lined with rubbish just people just everything in the house is now on the footpath and it's like goes around blocks like it's all it's crazy man um around oxley and stuff where it's all uh you know oxley creek catchment there and stuff for the brisbane river it's it's full on it's really bad down there um you know so they've had this mass devastation with the floods and now of course they've told either don't rebuild move somewhere else you're not going to get insured you will not you'll pay through the roof to get insured no one's going to do it they've got nothing they've got no money you know obviously they've been the economy down there has been hit hard with all the covid nonsense of course over the last two years you know people are 
they were already they were already struggling you know what I mean they were struggling to re, re um, to recoup after the bushfires and stuff you know what I mean and now they, they probably only just got back in their feet a little bit and then of course COVID and now flooded out once again so they're, they're hitting them hard man they are hitting these areas hard they want these areas and they're going to do it appears to me they're going to do whatever it takes to get them mate yeah, mate, and and one of the things I pointed out was is it wasn't just these natural disasters. Think of the devastation that's come from COVID as well, mm. and the lockdowns and and things like that. Remember, and I highlight this in the video. Shepparton was a key location in uh, the COVID saga. Remember, it was um, three fourths three fourths of the town uh, got COVID, had to go into. Uh, lockdown yep, and Shepparton was starving yeah as you can see on the screen there Shepparton was starving there was a crisis in Shepparton which was one of the main areas that Clara wanted to develop property and now you can't buy property in Shepparton because there's no private land left available to buy are these two things just a coincidence mm. yeah, and, and so it, it all relates mate it's all tied into this as you said they're hitting them hard they're they're really targeting them they're it's a combination of just hitting them the bushfire fund the one billion dollar bushfire fund disappeared the head of the the commission said it was a notional <laughs> fund <laughs> that's what I, yeah what did it come up we, we talked about at the very beginning what about the money where did the money go and that's right you yep. just you just reminded me then that's right folks if like ethan just said the, this this billion dollar bushfire funds. You had ScoMo going around to all these towns and you know shaking hands. Don't worry, we'll help you rebuild. We got a billion dollar fund. Blah blah blah. And then um, one of someone was it? Um, I can't remember one of the MPs. Someone was questioning them. Do you remember who that was? That was questioning them and asking them about this fund. There was someone brought it up in one of the. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was a senator. Yeah, I it was believe. one of the senators. Yeah. Like, I can't remember who it was during an estimates hearing yeah so they, they they put the question to them we, uh, well we've uh, we've had a look at the budget uh, we've got all the budget documents um, there is nothing in here about a bushfire fund or a billion dollars sitting here waiting to help people um, what's the go where is this money and then they the one of the ladies comes back and says oh the the bushfire fund uh, was notional <laughs> notional meaning yeah, people don't know you know the definition of notional that's yeah. right it was absolute fiction it doesn't exist and he, he goes well i've looked up what notional means and he goes that the, the the dictionary says um you know it's fictional it's um it's it's make-believe and uh you know <laughs> yeah this money didn't exist and that they had no intention of helping these people they had no intention of rebuilding they had no intention of giving any money any support to any of these people in these areas it was a lie. It was fake. It was never going to happen. They didn't want to do it. And now we saw that happen once again, didn't we, Ethan? What did we see? We saw the ADF coming in and, oh, the Australian Defence Force. Yeah, we need them on the ground. It took them, what, a couple of days before they even fucking showed up. And when they did, oh, you tell them, mate. You tell them. I'm too angry. Yeah, mate. Well, this, this obviously, I, I was being sent information on this from people that were on the ground and the ADF, our Australian Defence Force, or even some people have said that these people are actors, just government actors sent in, you know, the, and, and whatever this case may be, representatives that were supposed to be there helping come in and they were busted. They were caught staging social media PR during uh, the bush flood recovery. Uh, not the bushfire. See, it's all the same event. During the flood recovery, yep. rather. Uh, I'll bring it up. They, Here we go. 
yeah, on the screen there, if you're a Patreon, you can see that or it'll be linked, obviously, in the show notes Correct. you can take a look at on tottnews.com. But during the flood recovery, they went down and, and they were caught with photo, uh, like lighting around them with professional photography. There was one video there where uh, you can see playing on the screen there, a guy's going to drive around and you see almost a dozen ADF members standing in one location and what they're doing is they're all just getting mud and like debris from this one vehicle and it's all being shot by one camera and this was so old mates comes around the corner and just sees them all there just doing a promotional shoot and stops and is just saying well can get a load get a load of this this is what the hard-earned work is going towards yep, there's the and camera they're just, and they're just dumping the debris on the road <laughs> Fuck me. I mean, I saw this already, but i just watching it again now. Like, far out. What do you say? What can you say? Look at them. People, oh, They're not even dirty. Look at this guy. Yeah, just stand there. We've got the photographer, army photographers from the PR department there getting their shots. And all around them, you know, you They're can see... Handing, handing them one by one to each <laughs> other, the debris. Yeah, here we go. that's what... I really need to do. Here's some more PR yeah. stuff for you. Got, even more got the PR lighting stunts. rig. Even got the lighting rig set up. I love it. There you go. Look at that. <laughs> Aren't they just wonderful? Isn't ScoMo wonderful? Hey, how's and, the ADF? Good on him. Well, if you scroll, if you scroll down a little further, mate, you'll see Scott Morrison's press pr- release that he's put out. Well, not a press release, but Instagram photo right there. Yep. From Scott Morrison's official account, thanking the hard work of the ADF on the ground. Now. This had, I don't know how, it had 10,000 comments at one point. It's probably got more now. But every single person was on there absolutely roasting it. And look at those photos. Can you see any dirt or debris on those photos that are on that page there from Scott Morrison? This is the actual released PR shots of them supposedly helping. Yeah. And it faced a wave of criticism from people because they said, you weren't on the ground doing stuff. You were just taking photos. Look at that. Does that look like people that are in that helping? That wheelbarrow has a flat tire. <laughs> it's even got a flat tire. And look at them. They're barely even dirty. Like, their boots aren't got... There's no mud on them, you know. Oh, my God. It's, um... That's... That's the thing. I leave some quotes there from yeah. some sort of personalities that were on there. And one of the things was is they were on the ground taking all of these photos and whatnot, and they were such a useless help that, as you can see on the screen there, the flood evicted, uh, flood affected victims in Lismore had to actually rent their own helicopter to get their own supplies into the region. Yeah, because they had no support or help. Now, you tell me that this is a government that's loving general and caring, that if this was a natural disaster that happened, wouldn't government be throwing absolutely everything to clean this up and rebuild the sanctity of the nation and make sure that everyone is okay? But they took, what, a few days to get there? They stood around. That was something that I was reported on um, from a lot of people on the ground, is when they got there, they just stood there. And there's one video... They're pulling horses out of a of water, mate. And the ADF are just standing there, leaning on their car, just watching the residents pull all of these horses out, just saying, no, it's all right. We'll, you know, we'll help if something goes wrong. You know, we're just here. I lost your sound then. 
Oh, there we go. Back now. Yeah, I've still got you. I can hear you now. But yeah, yeah he was just saying. Yeah, they were just saying that we're just here to oversee. We're just Over, here to to oversee. <laughs> make sure nothing goes wrong, mate. <laughs> what does that mean? To watch. We're here to watch. Here to watch you suffer and here to watch you struggle to get your town back on its feet and clean up. That's what we're here to do. We're here to watch, supervise. That's what. Uh, <laughs> isn't that one of those uh, <laughs> one of those uh, workmate things I just talked about before? Who's it? Puts on, uh, yeah, there we go. They're all wicket keepers. Put on gloves and stand back. That's what they do. That's it. All wicket keepers, man. Wicket and, keepers. and it was not a good look, and a lot of people were angry. And it goes back to that same question: if if this was not designed intentionally, why would the ADF be doing this? And why Correct. would the Commonwealth funds? It wasn't until the rain got to Sydney at the end, when when we were going to our member workshop in early January, mate. Mm-hmm. Members were telling me it was raining heavily at the Sunshine Coast from early January it's only when it's got to Sydney in the last few weeks that Scott Morrison actually declared it a national emergency Mm. to access funds to go into it now think of what happened last time you mentioned it with the bushfire funds what happened COVID come and that all disappeared Mm -hmm. what's coming now we're going to go through all of this we need to rebuild look strong for the election maybe Labor will get in and then what are they expecting? COVID's going to spike in the winter. Yeah. And we're going to go into all of that nonsense again. And, yeah. and is all this money going to disappear again, mate? Yeah, there are. Yeah. Or, or, is there even any money to begin with? You know what I mean? That's, what's, that's one question you should be asking too. I just, it's not even there. It's not there for this. That Any money that's, that's hanging around is there for putting forward the agenda and stuff, you know, and building these fucking smart cities and stuff. And we said this during the drought, mate. The bushfire uh, during the drought before the bushfires, there was a crisis where Malcolm Turnbull he injected one billion dollars into foreign aid, and then only gave out one hundred million dollars of aid to the farmers. And I wrote an article at the time called "The Australian Government Doesn't Care About Our Farmers," and 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 mm-hmm. it's just this continuous notion that they don't care about us. And think of what's happened with this floods. We've now dedicated 2.1 billion dollars to uh, the health system for covid spikes in the winter 2.1 billion dollars we've put hundreds of millions of dollars into this war with ukraine already yeah. but if you if you're in flood affected lismore general you can go claim a $1000 payment to oh, help you mate. that's that's what i mean this is what we're saying this is just proof they don't give a fuck about those people it's clear no it is clear as day they don't want you there all you people down there in these areas anywhere along those proposed rail lines for the high-speed rail smart city grid they are looking to put together they want you out of there you are in the way and um i just keep an eye out for what could be happening in the future yeah my god what's it going to be plagues probably next (laughs) like locusts (laughs) be locusts wiping out the food bowls down there who knows god It'll be something, you know. You just know it's going to be something like that, eh? Yeah, um, and shout out, to, as you said before, to all the communities down there. Our mm-hmm. heart goes out to them, and and some of the most resilient as well. I finish off that video by talking about let's ensure that this isn't as easy as they want to make it, and ensure that these communities get the support they need and can rebuild, and and ensure that all these people don't need to sell their properties and leave their land and give up everything and move to smart cities they don't have to do that yeah so hopefully people are rebuilding and, and stay resilient and 
we can beat this. Hey, wasn't it interesting to see though too when they um, there was a bit of footage to come out. Um, Mullumbimby, I think it was, and I mean they got damaged in the floods. <clears throat> they had a lot of flood damage in those areas too, around the hinterlands there and stuff. And um, what did we see? Just what was it? The start of the week or something like that? There was a, an unmarked, you know, special services kind of. Um, well, no, I don't think they were military, but they're definitely part of the, the probably a federal police or something, sitting in, in a SUV, pointed directly at, overwatching these um, telecommunications workers installing 5G on one of those towers. Then we mm. we saw that they've been fighting. These guys in this area have been fighting tooth and nail to get a moratorium and to and to not let these towers get upgraded into the 5G network. And um, yeah, they, they instead of um, you know trying to take care of areas that were flooded and needed all the assistance, no, no, we'll just watch these guys make sure they can install the five G tower stuff, you know, like and give it the upgrade. That's it. Fuck. That's me. it. Mm. You know, and th- and that's what they needed. And as you're right, you're right, mate. They've been fiercely opposed to that Mullumbimby tower yeah. there. I wrote an article on TOTT News. They sent me through, you know, the We Are Not Sam group and all of those people down there doing great work with yep. 5G and telecommunications. They actually formed a blockade. Like, they formed a human blockade Correct. last time to yeah. stop them getting in there. They linked arms and just stopped all of them getting in there. They camp I'm, out overnight. I'm pretty sure they they approached the can- local council down there and the, even the local council had to agree with them and they, they put it they actually said okay we'll, we'll put a moratorium on it we'll stop this we won't let them go ahead with any upgrades and they just kept turning up Telstra yep. or whoever it was just kept turning up going every like every day oh we'll do the upgrade today oh we'll come back and do it the other day or we'll come back another day they just kept turning up to do it well they're like you're not allowed to be here you know yep. you, you don't have permission to upgrade this facility you know there is and a, Telstra's yeah, exactly, mate. And Telstra's mm. attitude was just, well, we don't have to answer to you yeah. or the camp. <laughs> this is, again, this is, they don't care. Oh, <laughs> they don't care. It's so frustrating. <laughs> and what, what underpins smart technology and smart cities, mate? Hello, 5G. 5G. That's right. They need this. It is all part of it. Everything. Everything connected. The Internet of Things. Everything that's connected to power... Or has battery power even will be connected to the internet, um, and they want that's yep. what they want. It's all about and it's gone. surveillance and monitoring. Yep, that's it, mate. And it's gone from the Internet of Things as well to, and they've got the subsections of it: the Internet of Bodies. They want that inside of you as well. Your insides and your body will be connected to this grid as well. Yeah, not yep. just the grid itself. And that's happening now. We are seeing that happening now. We, yeah, you know, we've seen videos being put out by. I think it was um, Albert Baller being interviewed, you know, the CEO of Pfizer, um, by the WEF guys. I'm pretty sure, talking about how the you know, if you we're going to make sure you're taking your medication because the, every pill you take will have a wireless transmitter in it, and we can see that you're you've been taking them and stuff. Like, oh, excuse me, like fuck me, I don't want that <laughs> shit in me. You can jam those pills up your ass, champion. Fuck. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, just another 100%. another reason to stay well and truly clear of the uh, health system. Oh my god! Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, look what we're seeing now too with a lot of the video footage coming out uh, with regards to the vaccines and stuff. You know, the the shit that's inside these things. I mean, we don't know if it's in every single dose or not, but oh my god, there is some wicked stuff coming out in some of these independent laboratories who are examining these things. 
you know, self-assembling microchip sort of graphene um, particles and all that sort of stuff. It's it's insane. It blows my mind when I see this stuff. And I'm like, you know, uh, it's not just one person doing it. There's there's like um, groups of different doctors and organizations that are examining these things, you know, and they're finding the same shit. It's scary stuff, man. And that's that's what they're doing. You know? and, oh, yeah, have and you, have you seen the footage? I forgot to mention this previously. Maybe I did. I can't remember. With the tests that people have been doing, they'll walk around, they'll get their smartphone, and usually not an iPhone, usually like an Android or something, they'll switch on the Bluetooth and hit search, and, you know, the, the strings and strings and strings of those 12-digit, you know, let numbers and letters will pop up from in crowded areas of all the people around them who are putting off a, a, a Bluetooth signal. Have you seen those videos? Yeah, it's fucking yeah, insane. I've seen man. them. Yep. I, I've been trying to find. I need someone who I've I've got a fucking iPhone, so I want someone with a smart with a different smartphone that I can. Uh, I've asked my neighbour too, but I don't know if he's done it yet because I know he's got an Android. But I want someone or people with Android phones out. There. If you're out there listening, if you're listening to this now, if you've got an Android phone, go into a crowded area, go into your settings in your phone, open up your Bluetooth, and you know, and search for devices. So you, because normally when you search for a device, the device is named, isn't it? It has a name. It'll be, you know, like Mac or, you know, your, your standalone speaker or your portable speaker or your car or whatever. It'll have a name. It's named. It'll have a name there. Anything that doesn't have a name will have a string of num- letters and numbers. Usually, I think it's like 12 digits or something like that. Yep. If you, I want people out there who are listening to, to try this and maybe do a screen recording on your phone and send it into us or, you know, just to see if you guys can come up with the same stuff because I've watched videos of people doing this. Um, you know, they grabbed members of the public. They went into an open field away from everything. No no other devices around them. They had a laptop set up there. They went, yep, search for devices. Can't see anything. Nothing coming up. They they called, They had the, the group in front of them split into two of vaxxed and non-vaxxed and there was maybe, I don't know, 20 people, 10 in each group sort of thing. And they would say, okay, if someone from the Vax group walk forwards, and as they come forward, they search for, for the Bluetooth connection, and bang, one comes up. That person who just walked over, it, it, a signal's coming off them. They send them back, it disappears. They, they send, the, they call someone from the unvaxed, comes over, nothing, nothing's coming up. They do it again, another person. And it was freaking people out. Some of them left. They went, oh, I don't want anything to do with this, you know? Like, they, these were just people from the public there who agreed to come along for this thing. And they, they were, like, scared shitless and they walked away. You know, I've seen these videos. It's it's insane. It was, it was French, but it had subtitles and stuff too. Um, yeah, scary stuff, man. This this is in being injected into people. So I didn't want to sort of get in down that road too much there. But maybe we'll get into it in, uh, in further uh, future episodes as well. But just something to be mm. mindful of. So if anyone's out there listening and you can try this, just, man, switch on your Android phone. I've, I've tried it with the iPhone. It doesn't seem to want to pick up that stuff. But I've noticed that Android phones tend to actually be able to do that. So maybe give it a whirl and mm. send us in the discoveries. <laughs> <laughs> wow, freaky man. stuff, man. Yeah, the transhumanist era is coming. They really can't rule out anything anymore. Mm. And think of it. This is what they've been doing. We talk about the eugenics agenda. They see the human race as cattle as herd, as a, as a mass herd. And, mm-hmm. and people do have a herd mentality. They've already got the, the mental state for that. And now it's all just about cataloging these people. And it's the same characters, mate. IVF, uh, IBM and all of these supercomputers during World War Two and camps and it's the same eugenicists here today it was Microsoft and all of this transhumanist era trying to 
continue mm. um, to, to barcode and catalog and make sure that they've got um, a, a database of everyone on the planet. Absolutely. This is, this is where they're going. Dissolvable needles, as you said, they want to do uh, digestible pills for COVID, somatized people. This is Brave New World. <laughs> this is exactly what Brave New World is. And I know we harp on that a lot, but it literally is that's what's happening right now you know we've got the epsilon agenda we talk about it all the time the dumbing down of people they've got that slave class all ready to go uh and then all the tech stuff of course intertwined with all of that shit as well oh insane um one thing i did Progress. want to mention too just to sort of jump back a little bit um in with regards to i think uh we were talking about how you know what we didn't mention the world economic forum anyway um, and here we go so we've seen a lot of stuff probably come out lately I'm sure everyone else listening has as well with you know people like um, was it the, the, the young world leaders that the uh, World Economic Forum has and you know just, just Splinter Ardern um, is one of them <laughs> um, you know there's uh, what's his name the fucking Ukrainian bloke they're all these they're all they're all part of this this little clique you know what I mean they've got their people in infecting all levels of government around the world from world leaders to just people in key positions and and this is part of it this is key to their plan they need these people in these positions to carry out the orders to and to just to to make it all happen um and here we go we've got uh one of our friends uh, of the show claire she um she let us know there's some information with regards to uh an email that came through of a uh, an online event called uh, Building Better Cities, the Frontier Forum, Ethan, presented mm. by UQ Global Change Institute. <laughs> Doesn't get so many Orwellian terms happening here. Oh, my skin is just crawling right now. Anyway, <laughs> so what makes a safe, sustainable, livable global city? They had uh, global in there too, didn't they? In Southeast Queensland, this is where we are, Ethan and I and even Andy as well, we're in Southeast Queensland, as we rebuild after flood devastation and with the Olympic and Paralympic Games on the horizon, hey, there's going to be some future shows to do too, brother. Um, yeah. Because yep. that's all tied into it too. They, that's why, one of the reasons why we kind of went for the bid and you know won the bid and stuff too, because it, it, it's like a, yep, tick, there you go, we can got permission to build those cities and put all the infrastructure in place now. Um, yep. We may have a once-in-a-generation chance to reimagine and transform our cities. To achieve this, we first need to understand the forces that shape our urban landscapes and how to harness them for positive change. Our Frontier Forum panelists, a global recognized city planner, an expert in public transport engineering, an award-winning architect, will consider international role models and local challenges as they debate how to build better cities. Well, that globally recognized city planner is none other than Di or Diane Curry, uh, and she is a, happily states as well, a member of the World Economic Forum, as well as the Global Future Council on Cities of Tomorrow, as part of that World Economic Forum. There you go, folks. So they are in every level of government infecting every level. These parasites are everywhere. Um, yep. Pushing change on every every level, mate. Oh, yeah. And it's the change that they want. It's the change that they want to see, mate. It's not the change that... Well, I mean, fuck. The average NPC out there will just go along with it. But, you know what I mean? 
to them it's all, all all bells and whistles and it's all it's amazing. Oh, I just have to, oh, I just walk up to this thing and tap the back of my wrist with my with my microchip in there. I can get on the on the high speed rail, you know, like <laughs> mm, oh yay, yeah. you know, and and I'll have my pills on the way in, and then you know the the computer will tell me if I've actually swallowed them, or, you know, all that sort of shit. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> they'll love it. They'll fucking love that shit. Yep, uh, they will. They'll yeah. and and they'll embrace it, and it'll be great for them. Mm. It'll be great for them. They'll think it's the greatest thing that ever happened. This is this is why we need Andy to fly us off to some fucking island so we can <laughs> start up our own communities. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Surely hey, I was some watching some unmanned. I was watching some video. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. I was like, I was watching some video last night. It was they they go visit the own the last lawless place on earth, and I can't remember where it was, but there's just some place in the middle of the desert somewhere that's just a community of people with no laws and stuff, and they just show up and go to the local open. There's like one pub, and everyone just camps out there and stuff. And I was like, that's where we need to go, oh, mate. Man. Get um, out of here. What's the address? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fire! That sounds like oh, that's awesome. That's kind of what we want. Well, everyone just we need to go back to that sort of thing, you know. Let's rewind the fucking clock a hundred years and go back to that style of living where there isn't income tax and we're not getting you know everything's a lot cheaper and you know you don't have to you know people are more self sufficient. We grow our own food, and all that sort of shit. There's less fucking stress and worry happening all over the place. Ah, so, uh, anyway. We could go if only if we could go back with our current knowledge, mate. Then I could blow the lid on World War One just a few years after it happened. Mm, I could change go. history. How good would it be? I know. Back to the Future. Oh, maybe we should do it. A show one time. Marty McFly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. Speaking of that, have you? I mean, uh, yeah, there's a lot of um, messaging in that film, in those films. Hey, the old Back to the Future films with regards to. Oh. If, if there was a nine there, you'd see nine eleven. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of a lot of messaging um, and uh, what else would you call it? Um, what do you call it? Um, when they implant things into stuff for the future, you know what I mean? What do they call it? Um, predictive programming. Predictive programming. And, thank you. Fucking yeah. brain wasn't working there, but yeah, predictive programming. Lots of that in those films and lots of films as well. Yeah, gonna, man. I've been chatting to one of the our followers now in my Telegram channel. Um, goes by the name of Hidden Scrolls. I'm not sure if he's uh, in, in your Discord or not. But anyway, um, he's looking at a lot of good info and stuff and things that he puts out and uh, makes a lot of cool connections with things that he's sort of foreseeing happening in the future and stuff. And I'm going to I'm gonna fucking go on the record here. I could be wrong, but it'll be interesting to say I said it on this podcast. Um, I know we're big on the 11s and stuff, but the next big thing that could be happening seems to be seems to be aiming for the, the time frame of August 11 8 11 there's okay. lots, a lot of stuff leading and and happening around that date that we're starting to see and some information that you know, I've seen being put up in this group and stuff and a lot of golden gate imagery and discussion so the next big thing okay. could very well be on maybe August 11th or November 8th. I'm not sure, depending on how you want to flip that date around um, and could quite possibly be around the Golden Gate or you know, Golden Gate Bridge or San Francisco around that kind of area and stuff as the next big event uh, to help with the ushering in the reset of the economies and all that sort of stuff. Who knows? I'm not sure what exactly, but 
I don't know, just, just something to be mindful of um, for those listening out there. Start looking for it, keeping an eye out for it. If you're seeing a lot of 8s and 11s and, um, you know, a lot of imagery with regards to Golden Gate, it's it's been being, being put all over a lot of uh, magazine covers and things like Vanity Fair. There's a big thing of like Nicole Kidman, you know, standing between these Golden Gates and then there's a lot of Golden Gate imagery and the actual bridge and things in movies that we've been seeing around Golden Gates and... Right at the time of uh, the Im- that image of the Golden Gate coming into view, there's the song saying about you know being brought down and stuff like this. There's lots of weird stuff that we saw outside of 9/11. You know what I mean? After 9/11, we started seeing all these things going. Holy shit! They were telling us it was going to happen. You know what I mean? They were giving us all these inf- this information. Um, yeah. So yeah, something to be wary of. Now, I'll just we'll just mark that down now as a, as, yeah, a date, man. as a date in mind. Eight eleven. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, Keep it in mind. You mm. know, it was the two year anniversary of three eleven just the other day, and that's right. Follow the signs, folks. Follow the signs, and and you'll find more often than not, and you'll start to see so called cracks in the matrix, or mm-hmm. you'll see that it's not as hard to foresee where these types of events will go because. Sometimes it's not right in front of your eyes, but once you identify it, you can see how you, it's going. Do you remember when we we did that three eleven episode or something? I think we, we were talking about it, and I was like, y- you know what the date is today, right? And it was like March eleventh. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah, that day. Yeah. We were like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So many synchronicities. Eh? It was fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that was not planned. That was unintentional, big time. It just happened. It was just happened to be on that day. It was really cool. Yeah, man. Three eleven doesn't leave me alone now. And you find that. Just, <laughs> Do you just wake up and, in, in the middle of the night? And you look at your phone. Fuck! It's three eleven in the morning. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have yeah. a good laugh. Yeah. I know. I see. I see the time. It's always something eleven on the time all the time. I used to see eleven eleven in the middle of the day and at night time. All the time. I even I wrote an article about it. Um, fuck me, like ten years ago or something on on realnewsaustralia.com about eleven eleven. Do you see it too? And I put that up oh, way back that. in the day. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. weird stuff. And then I was when I saw this shirt, I was like, holy crap! I need to buy that shirt. <laughs> it's got eleven eleven on it right now. So anyway, yeah, yeah just a lot of um, yeah, it's just in my mind. Hey, you've got talking about three eleven. I'm talking about eight eleven. I'm wearing eleven eleven. You know, there's just so many things happening at the moment. So. Anyway. Yeah, and if people are, and if people aren't familiar, definitely check out how Back to the Future sort of mm. predictively programmed nine eleven, and not just that, how thousands of shows and movies, and particularly Marvel comics, all per- per- portrayed the twin towers coming down or being exploded, or nine eleven symbology that was all through mass media for decades. Mm. That's a good place to start to see how these things are implanted within the subconscious of yeah, the masses. Because they understand the the Jungian psychological concept of everything is is manifested from the subconscious. So if if enough people are seeing the images, then then that will eventually manifest into reality. Mm. And it's the people that are seeing the images that are actually manifesting that reality. That's why they program them so much. That's why there's so much fear within the media because they want people to react with fear and then that's what drives the actual physical on-the-ground process. If people just laughed at the media in mass, that it would have no power. Yeah, the yeah. power comes from the images and the symbols and the actual function comes from how people react to those symbols. Yeah. 
So yeah, there's a lot of how, there's a lot of old know. fables and things about you know, and they, they even talked about it on the Simpsons in one of those Halloween episodes about you know if you're looking at it and paying attention to it, there's all devastation. It's all going to be, de- but if you just simply don't look at it and turn around, then it goes away and it dies. You know what I mean? Like, yep, yeah, yep. People just your own perceptions. Turn yeah. off the televisions. Watch. Go outside. Do you see sick people around you dying everywhere? Do you think we're in a pandemic? You wouldn't know we're in a pandemic if mm-hmm. if people weren't told by the TV that that was the case. Yeah, yeah. We've so mentioned that many times. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's such a big distinction between the the real and and the simulation now, and mm. too many people are believing the simulation. Yeah, it's cr- it's crazy to think of it like that though, but. You kind of have to. You have to really look at it on that kind of level. Otherwise, yeah, the understanding isn't really there. You've got to look at it on those on that on those terms, don't you? Yeah, that's why we say like these me- things like NPC, these non-player characters, the, the the greater public at large. They're just going about like they are pre-programmed to do that sort of thing, and they're not the thinkers of of society and stuff, you know. And like, uh, mm. yeah, yeah. All those, that's just a minor example, but that's what sure. that's why we keep saying. It's sh- yeah, and and I think it's gained popularity with um, Dr. Roberts' appearance on uh, Joe Rogan talking about mass formation psychosis. Right, yeah. That's really what it is. Most people are under a, a psychosis. None of the stuff's real. It's all just in their heads. You know, you know. But when millions of people believe it, it becomes real. Yeah. just like money. How's this for a coincidence, right? You just mentioned it then, the whole mass formation psychosis. Well, not including the word formation, but just, for example, mass psychosis, which you could probably say the same as well, yeah. interchangeable in a sense, maybe. At the, it, anyone who listens to this show, at the very beginning when, when the intro song is playing and being brought in and it's fading in... Um, Nige has put in, you know, like it's it's almost like news, new like news anchors saying things, and it's it's all kind of muffled, and it gets louder and louder and louder as it's coming in. But someone, one of the um, phrases that is mentioned is mass psychosis. He says mass psychosis, and he he gave us this song like months and months ago. Now he he was creating this thing like six months ago. You know what I mean? When we started talking about it and stuff, and. And here, here we are now. Mass formation psychosis is is now a, a general term. I just found it so amazing. I re- I listened to it the other day. I went, like I'd heard it before, but it didn't click. And then I heard it again just the other day. And I went, holy shit! He was tw- he mentioned that back in the day, like months ago, talking about mass form mass formation or mass psychosis of, of the public and stuff. Yeah, mate. An academy of ideas. You know, we shared a lot of good videos over the years of them talking about mass psychosis of the people, how to return sanity to an insane world was mm. one of the videos they put up talking about how do people fall under mass psychosis, just talking about the historical elements of it and just knowing, as we do, Gustav Le Bon, all of these psychologists that... Uh, you know Nietzsche and all of these people that paved the way for understanding the human mind they understand it and that's why humans are easier to control in herds that's why they get rid of individuality that's why they want to destroy family units Mm -hmm. because you know you're easier to control just within a mass herd of people Mm. that aren't connected that don't think for themselves and that's what the masking was a lot to do with too didn't that just remove almost all individuality you know what I mean everyone just looked the same Oh, true. All Absolutely, part of the control. mate. Yeah, that's it. And and I, th- it, I, it's so deep the psychology behind it. You mm-hmm. know, making everyone become mass compliant to a to an agenda of submission. Mm-hmm. And as you said, it stamps out individuality. And those that chose to be individual during that period were the rebels, were the thought criminals. And that's a very uh, 
dystopian period to be in when your society's like that mm. when if you just refusing to wear a mask and stand up for your freedoms is looked at and everyone frowns upon you and abuses you that's when you know that um you're in a bad way and i wrote an article herd mentality is the foundation of totalitarianism as soon as you get a society within that way the road to complete control is easy from that point because you've got the people yeah, there you go, folks. It's all over there at tottnews.com. A whole trove, an archive of excellent articles and work being put out uh, all the time. I'm hoping it's all still going well for you, mate. Is everything still going good on your end, by the way? I haven't really sort of checked in on you on that kind of level for a while. Um, is it still going really good, working, uh, doing on the, the website full-time and stuff? Yeah, mate, still uh, still plugging away. Um, it's been... I haven't been promoting the, the membership side as much sort of publicly because, as we know, there's been a lot of bad personalities within this scene that have made uh, trying to ask for money seem like a very bad thing. Scamming people, asking for money for this court case or for that issue or uh. help buy these T-shirts or we're going to donate to this and that. And a lot of people have, have had their money taken, don't know where it's gone or haven't got refunds or... They've donated to this GoFundMe and it's all just been seized or disappeared, for example. Mm. And it's really made people very sceptical of contributing to genuine alternative media. Yeah. Um, but I hope to, now that we're sort of entering another phase where all of the lockdowns and stuff are finished, hopefully people start to recognise that our sites are the more genuine amongst us while the rest sort of return to more mainstream topics that don't understand the, the deeper picture you know, and hopefully from there we can just keep building it. But I, I always thank the continuous support from the members that have been there, from uh, that have continued through this, and and we have a great time over there. Yeah, but and the, still been going well, mate. That's good. I'm, I'm glad it is, man. I'm, I'm yeah, still still psyched that you you took that leap and uh, and started doing that full time and you know making a real goal of it, man. So yeah, congratulations to you for doing that, man. I'm. Yeah, I always love the the content you put out. Uh, it's, it's it's always it's quality stuff. Thanks, man. Sometimes I think we all I've, had a sorry. Yeah, no, I was going to say I think we've all had a had a choice during this sort of pandemic. We've all faced decisions where we've had to either you know man up and do stuff. And as you know, I was planning to go overseas so I could try and make the tiny amount that I make off TOTT last in a, a lower country. Yeah. So I could spend full time work on it, but in that process, you let I was letting go of all the leases, any loans that I had, anything like that, preparing to go in June of 2020, and three months beforehand, the entire world changes. Mm. So I'm out of the system there. Then vaccine mandates come in, can't go back to work. Mm. So I'm faced with a choice: either do what I have to do to keep surviving and to make this website and try and build a, a, a real alternative to the mainstream media and, or just sort of go back into that submissive system mm. and I had a choice and I think everyone's had a choice through this whole um, pandemic and I think that you know that energy we all radiate and come together through that and yeah. it's it's just been phenomenal man but just got to do what we got to do push through mate if I got to sit under a tree in the middle of nowhere with a laptop and do this and just sleep under a tree, I'll do it. Yeah, better than fucking getting, back, be getting a vax and getting a job or something. Yeah. And I, I, know, not, I, I not, know it's hard for bound, people. Really. Yeah. I'm not, I won't bow. And Same, we're, we're like that too. Me, me and Danielle, we're like, no, nah, we'll, we'll ne we're not going to take a knee to this shit. Like, no. Nah. 
we'll just stand I've there spoken to members. Bring you know, on. some members that are living out of their vans and stuff, you know. Mm. Let's just go out in the middle of the jungle somewhere, in the middle of the bush. You know, if I have to do that, if I have to be like Luke Rudowski, mate, with a caravan in the middle of the bush somewhere, just with a ant, with all anti-block technology so the government can't find me and pinpoint where I am, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, I love Luke. He's good. Yeah. Keep going, mate. That's it, man. I, and I feel Sean. for the people that... Um, that sort of kowtowed and 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 couldn't find that inner strength you know there's a lot of people out there i know we're all in individuals in individual positions and and but i still think people well there's there's always a way i'm a big believer in there's always a way around it you know what i mean like if if there's always a way to circumvent something the system whatever it is you know where there's a will there's a way you know what i mean I've always yeah. believed that in my whole life. Where there's a will, there's a way. If you don't want to, if you don't want to take the vaccine to keep your job, then you know what? Go and get another job. Lose that job or change your life. Do something. Take the plunge. It's going to be fucking tough for a little while, but you know what? You'll bounce back if you're determined. You'll bounce back. You know what I mean? And you, you, if you only reach out, you'll find there's a support grid out there already. You know, ready to go. People will help you. Oh, you want to? You got nowhere to stay? Oh, I'll just stick a tent in the backyard. I've got no rooms in the house, but you got a tent. Go buy a tent. Fucking live in the backyard for six months if you want. You know, like come and shower inside and sleep out there under the stars or something. You know what I mean? There's a, where there's a will is a way. If you have to sell your house, if you got to do whatever you got to do, you know what I mean? There's, there's if you don't want that shit and you want to bow to the system, then don't do it. You know? Yep. I That's it, mate. Ch- chatting to my neighbours the other day, and he's like telling me he's had the vax. I'm like, dude, oh, why did you do it? You know. And then my wife was talking to a good friend of ours, and she's like, she she didn't want to tell my wife when my wife was like, oh, so where did you get this job? And she's told she's like, that's at a state school. And she's like, yeah, I had to get hmm. the vax. And well, there you go, fucking hell, like, oh my god, people, you know. Yeah, they just bow. And that's they, the they thing, take man. a knee and they bow to that system. They go, they're not willing to take the fight, you know. And you're literally taking your life in your own hands with that stuff, eh? Like it's it's it is a game of Russian roulette, you know. When we know what's going on with these people, we're seeing people dropping dead, Shane Warne, and you know, 52 years old, and he's had, oh, everyone, go and get your your vaccines. It's all just go and do it and get on with it and blah blah blah. All of a sudden, has a booster and then gets chest pains and then now he's dead. You know what I mean? Like well, it's just happening to everyone. Yeah. It's an all too common theme. You know, are you willing to take that into your own hands? You know, is that is that acceptable more so than just changing your life and your lifestyle for maybe a year or two or whatever? No, I, I would rather do that than end my fucking life, you know what I mean? Or take that risk. No, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. That's it, mate. You Tangible things can always come back. You exactly. know, it's, it's, it's about what really matters, your health, your family, your the, future. The things you own end up owning you. Yeah. That's it, brother, mm-hmm. right there. And we think back to a, a few episodes ago, we were talking about how there's, there really is this distinction in the so-called freedom movement between people who think that things have only just been suspicious and bad since corona <laughs> and the ones like us that have been doing this for years that know that the new world order has always been coming, yeah. right? You know, so for, <laughs> Exactly. So there's there is people that... Like, they'll fight for this stuff, you know. They'll fight for their job. They'll fight for their house. They'll fight for these things that prior to coronavirus were in a fake matrix system. Mm. This was not an organic system to begin with. Everyone was in the rat race doing their thing. And once you understand that, once you're faced with these challenges, mate, it's so enlightening to think of the possibilities that you have now. 
holy crap, I have a chance to get the hell out of this. Mm. Like, I could, as you said, sell every... There's a whole new path for me. Why don't yeah. I become a beekeeper? Why don't I take an adventure to find something, find your true self now, not just what society wants to, you to do within this fake Hollywood system? I, and I, that's yeah. really enlightening. I know they're out there. I know there are people out there right now, even people listening to us right now who are sitting there thinking to themselves, they're driving to work at a fucking job that they probably hate, sitting there thinking... Fuck, I wish I was out there doing something else. I wish I could just pack this shit in and just sell everything, write it off and go and do something else. You know, There are people out there right now listening to this who I know are probably feeling that right now. Well, do it. Take the plunge. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, life, it, life is short. It's too short to be, to be doing something you hate for eight or nine hours a day. You know what I mean? And just sustaining yourself in a, a making kind of existence. You know what I mean? Like, that's not life. That's not living. You know what I mean? We've, it, we've all gone through two years of pain with this, you know, the corona hoax and stuff. And then, you know, we, we haven't really lived, haven't been able to live life like we would have normally have done. But what was that living life? Was it just going to a pub and getting pissed? You know what I mean? Is that really life as well? Or maybe now yeah. it's, maybe now you're going to have people come to your place and have a bit more, more of a connection with people and get pissed at your own fucking joint. But at least you're with people in your own place and, you know, you're not spending all this extra money that you don't really have to spend. Well, it's, there's different ways to do things, you know what I mean? We just need to look at things a little bit differently out there, folks. Um, I mean, again, I know certain people are in certain positions where you might think it's a little bit easier and maybe it is a little bit easier for certain people. But you, there are support networks out there as well. Yeah, and if you're, and that's the thing I, I we were talking about with the Canberra thing. It's like if you're in a position to um, not have to do that, then don't do it. You know, like there are people that have woven their way and have worked to ensure that they still are in the system, but they are doing alternative things. If that's one of you, like we know, like one of my members runs a very successful crypto IT company, has for years. You think I'd tell him just to sell everything and move into the middle of nowhere when he's doing very well and that's the transitional future and he's been able to be his own boss? And, mm. you know, for people out there that are doing that, Keep going harder because we you, you need, we need people with finances and that are in the system and people that are doing well to to keep doing their own thing. Mm. It's it's an individual choice that people have to make and and what's best for their circumstances. But don't be restricted to what you think this system can be and and start to look around at all the different possibilities that could await you. Yeah, that binary thinking has really locked people in the place, hasn't it lately? You know. The system loves that. The system loves it when you only think of two possible things. You know, we talked about that way ages ago with the Hegelian dialectic. This whole principle of, you know, the the um, so was it uh, Joseph Hegel or whatever his name was, the philosopher. He knew that people that the the most people out there, the, the public at large, only have the ability to understand two two things at the same time, like that sort of split brain thinking of left right, right wrong, you know, black white you know, liberal labor, you know, they only have that ability to think in these two different ways about everything and their decisions are based off this binary thinking whenever they see, oh, Ukraine, good, Russia, bad, you know, oh my God, stop saying that. It's not, that's not what's going on right now. Look at the bigger picture, you know. Yeah, we, we say that all the time. Yeah. I, I don't want yeah, to flog but... a dead horse here, but you know what I mean? <laughs> that's it. And, yeah. and and it's it's just, it keeps people just within such a trap, you know, yeah, and, and that's why education and Hollywood is so important to 
engineer these types of fantasies for people even the concept of romance and love and all this type of stuff it's when people really start to think of what what have i really been pursuing that's been of my sort of own organic thoughts and if you're out there doing something you love and you've wanted to do that since you're a kid like i'm not having a go at you but the overwhelming majority of people they've just done stuff because it's been the next thing within mm. front of them yeah and, and i was like know, that too yeah it's yeah we've we've all been there we've mm. all been in that situation but once you break free of that sort of coding just robotic uh, way of living it's it's truly enlightening and, and you really realize that you can you can do anything yeah. you really can achieve anything yeah absolutely I'm not, and be, i'm not even all the way there yet you know what i mean i i, I just happen to, to do a job now I, I love doing i love being my own boss i love working outdoors and fresh air and sunshine like i said i haven't been sick in fucking eight years you know what i mean I, do, I just don't get sick anymore because I'm, I'm outside getting fresh air and sunshine all the time you know I used to work in an office and get sick every couple of months and you know, yeah. doing a job that i didn't really like working with people i didn't really like either you know uh, with the odd exception of of you know some friendships and stuff um you know you just you get stuck in a rut and things you know but now i'm doing what i'm doing i, I enjoy doing a job that i that i do right now it's it's good it's good for me you know so i'm going to keep doing that for the time being so but anyway let's that's um, it mate yeah. that's it and, and just keep going because yeah you put yourself in that position you've you know you've worked hard to do that and everyone just needs to become as ex we, we, like it's so important to understand how much these external forces have control over mm -hmm. us from big chain supermarkets to the money system if we can become as independent as possible regardless of what that looks like whether you've been building towards it and you're your own boss and you're doing well or someone that realized oh crap i have just been doing what the system wanted me to do for years why don't i just sell everything and start new you know, just finding ways in your own path mm. to disconnect is the the most important thing we can do f during this great reset period because they're saying you will own nothing and you will love it. Yeah. It's because they supply you everything that you own. You know, try to find stuff that they don't own that they can't control. Mm. There you go. Wise words, mate. All right, well, we might, um, we might wrap it up there for, for this episode, brother. Thank you so much for sparing the time. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get Ando join us for this one. Something must have come up, so shout out to you, brother. Hopefully, everything's all good, and I'm sure we'll, we'll hear from you soon. Um, on World Trade Center. Yeah. <laughs> you turn the news on straight after this, mate. <laughs> You'll see his face plastered everywhere. I'll find some terrible <laughs> mugshot of old Ando. Uh, <laughs> There we go, season four, episode... Oh, oh, I didn't even fucking realise. Do you know what episode I said this is? Season four, episode 11? Yeah, 411. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, another 11. Oh, no. How good is that? I didn't, I, that was unintentional. I did not put this on... I swear, I did not put this on because it was episode 11. I just, I just happened to write that shit down when I was making notes. It didn't even occur to me. Holy shit. There we go, there 411. Go, it wasn't 311. We've done that, but another 11. There you go. Plus 11's Roman numerals 2, mate. 4 times 2 is 8. 8, 11. Oh. Golden Gates. Look so, out, mate. Yeah, so many We're things you can in. do right there. Exactly. We're all coming. Yeah. So remember, remember that date. Remember 8, 11. Golden Gate. Just think about it. Don't. I'm not saying manifest that shit into, into reality, folks, but just keep an eye out for the signals. You know, there are signals all over the place. I'll, I might try and find someone. I'll share them in your, um, in your Discord with you, mate. Yeah, I'd be keen. Mm. Keen to see that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks again for all the listeners out there. Again, please go over to tottnews.com. You can join up for free over there, but um, if you want to support your boys, go and support Ethan. Um, 
shit, whatever you want to spend. I don't know, you maybe you're in a position to spend a whole bunch more. I actually added a, um, a, a another tier on the old Patreon just in case some rich fucker comes along and goes, you know what, there you go, I'll spend a hundred bucks a month, you know what I mean? Just just for shits and giggles, I put it up there. I think I called it the rich bastard tier or something. I saw that, yeah, <laughs> Did you the see rich it? Yeah. bastard tier, yeah. Because <laughs> you yeah. never know. You just never know. Someone might come along. And if they want to do it, they'll do it because they like the work what we do and they like hearing what we do and they can afford to fucking do it. So let's, let's we'll put it out there for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so and again, same with TOT2. Make sure you join up over there, folks. Um, Patreon.com forward slash Real News Australia to get a hold of the bonus content. You'll see videos of uh, the podcasts from now on. Of course, uh, there are also bonus content uh, to go up as well. I've got some a few episodes in the, in the works, in the planning at the moment. Um, uh, hopefully I can get those sorted out soon enough but anyway we'll, we'll wrap it up there brother thanks again Ethan thanks mate thanks to all the listeners I'll catch you next time
Don't drop the beat.